Okay, okay, this is fine. Reagan and I have had our fair share of wild parties and weird trips. This one is just a little more complicated because of this weird mystery designer drug and the fact that we're on stage with the mystery man wanted by the FBI. Wait, do you think Rooster can tell the activated charcoal didn't work? Probably not. I feel like I'm doing a great job of hiding how high I am right now. I could really use another pasta taco. You're listening to The Redacted Reports, a Delta Green podcast. When we last left the agents of RSO, they had met up with another FBI agent, a friendly of Delta Green, who was investigating and looking for a particular person on the playa, one Spider J. Arcel was able to get the FBI agent back home to his RV. Regan, Ross, and Rooster went off to go meet people. Regan and Ross were then swept up in the wave that is the influencer Alexia Preston. And Rooster met some kind folks that are former Airborne Rangers that are going to take him up into an airplane for a tandem skydive in the morning. But oh yeah, Rowan and River, they were looking into the murders. River, the information that you find on the drug is that it matches with MDMA and it has something else in it. Something else that is does not appear to be man-made, does appear to have a natural formation, a very little processing in doing it. There are some notes that when it is introduced to a extract from the black lotus plant that was found in all of the deceased's system as well. It's a mild psychotrope and narcotic, and it seems to affect the hypothalamus and the central nervous system. It does have similar indicators of ecstasy, MDMA or Molly, where there is a hyper-awareness of physical sensation of touch, taste, sound, There's quite a bit of information here. Nothing that you really gain new on this. Like you're not able to glean anything fancy other than what they've provided. I want to check to see if I have a phone signal. You have one bar. I'm going to send a text to the ranch. Any of you know anything about a drug called reverb? Does it have any kind of unnatural connections? You shoot off that message. It doesn't look as though it goes through immediately for you. Rowan, you're looking over the murders, well, murders slash deaths. The first one is a 30-year-old waitress, student, and party girl um, named Ella Smith. In Ella Smith's social media, she did leave some messages for friends where she talked about how time is stretched and you can repeat the same instant over and over again, almost like a Groundhog Day. It allowed her to make dancing and sex so much better. And someone was going to give her something that helped amplify it. The second was a 22-year-old male named Damian Lucas. Damian Lewis had a history of psychotic breaks 
possibly schizophrenia, other delusions. Um, he was potentially diagnosed as a sociopath, issues of disassociation. According to some of the notes, he would have visions of people when he was not medicated. According to the notes, they were getting stronger and stronger and stronger and becoming more viable per the therapist notes. And then finally, he was found dead with a massive cardiac arrest. The death of Ella Smith was also a cardiac arrest. And the third one, Lucian Bad Luke Riggs. Lucian was the last one to be found. He had no particular social media presence, so they weren't able to gather any information on him. His rap sheet is a mile long, um, mostly for all different types of drug charges. Um, he has gotten picked up for heroin charges. He's gotten picked up for MDMA sales, for intent to deliver and trafficking. And some of the interviews with people that knew him knew that he was getting involved with this new drug, with Reverb. And he was not one to be known to take from his own supply, but he did have the drug in his system and he was also found dead with a massive heart attack. All of them are known associates of Spider-J. You were able to find that they were all associates of Spider-J pretty easily. And another person that comes up is a, you put it together, a woman named Hi Sally. Her nickname is Hi Sally, is the same person as Sally Francis. Sally Francis is the roommate of Damian Lucas and on-off romantic interest of Ella Smith. So you're able to find quite a bit of information. I mean, yeah, but none of it really connects to anything. They just connect to him. Well, and also to High Sally. Yeah, to High Sally. I'll put the file down and look up at Weber. So why Spider-J and not High Sally? High Sally just seems to be a go-between. I wouldn't mind catching her, but right now, it seems though that everything is coming out of Spider-J, out, out of this guy. He's got connections everywhere. Yeah, that's probably why he's a spider. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like a web of things, huh? Yeah. Shit. Very, uh, Moriarty, this web of crime. You know, Al said that. Do you have any, any indication that High Sally is here? So I do think that she is here. Um, she's kind of fallen off of social media, which is honestly the easiest way for us to track people. Rowan just nods. This is known. Yeah, I think I think she I think she would be here because she does run with with Spider J. So I mean, two for one, that would be fantastic. I'm just thinking, you know, Spider J is a big name, and that's why you're getting the run around. You ask for him, but uh, well, maybe our new friends could uh, ask around for a connection for High Sally, and with the right crowd, might might have more luck. Yeah, that would be good. I, I mean, they they look a lot less like FBI agents than you do. What, you think I stand out? With that, the door opens up, and a man with glasses and thin blonde hair on top of his head with very striking blue eyes steps in. He takes off his scarf, and the scarf has about a thousand LEDs on it. 
looks around and goes, oh, all right, looks like we've got company, huh? And they're looking at important stuff. What's going on? You must be uh, Albert? Yeah. Yes, I am. Hi, Special Agent Redacted. Shakes your hand. Nice to meet you. And, um... Uh, hi, I'm Red. I'm Redacted. Not that special. <laughs> He's a scientist, having a look at your chem- at the chemistry notes. All right. Um, so, yes... Spider-J's got webs all over the place. Apparently he's here. We know he's here. There's there's a confirmed sighting that he's somewhere near a place called the Trash Fence. I don't know where that's at. And he's near some kind of like Aztec god temple thing. But I don't think we're going to be able to catch him tonight because apparently he's going to be heading off soon. Uh, fence, not vents. Oh, that makes sense. So it's not like a Star Wars reference of, you know, jump down into the thing and get squished. Nope. I certainly hope not. Uh, well, this is the plio. Um, so the common connection between these three people is that they all had this reverb drug in them, and they all had this black lotus extract that caused the cardiac arrest, correct? Weber speaks up. Yeah, that's what's going on. And you see Al just is very tight-lipped and shakes his head slightly no, but he doesn't say anything. So you said it's some kind of Aztec place? Yeah, Aztec or Mayan, it's uh, Mesoamerican. You didn't get a name? Look, I don't want to sound horrible, but I can't pronounce the name. Uh, okay. There's a lot of words I can't pronounce, that's fine. I mean, I try, I pride myself on trying about to learn other cultures, but there's something about Nawal that I just can't, it just doesn't work for me. My North Dakota tongue just doesn't want to wrap around that type of stuff. You know, some languages just get sounds that we never learned. I think it's worthwhile uh, letting the uh, others know to look for uh, some kind of Mesoamerican theme place. Yeah, and Rowan will pull out her phone and type a quick message to the other three. Sounds like Spider J is going to be at the trash fence tonight at some Mesoamerican temple. And then I'm actually just going to hand him the phone and say, if you can't say it, type it. Uh, begins with a K. K U Q U L A N. I think that's it. I might be wrong. All right. And I'll take my phone back. Look it over. There's some apostrophes in there too, but there's probably like five apostrophes with the Mesoamerican languages. But I'm not going to try to guess where they are. So it's I'm... beautiful, but I wish I could do it. I just can't. But you know, yeah. Hey, yo, you got more people? We've got more more uh, agents out here. Uh, I'm out here with a team of mine. I'm I'm the one from the bureau. Oh, more specialists than agents, if you know what I mean. And I tapped a little card on my helmet. I watch to see if, if Albert recognizes that because I don't think he's a friendly. Looks at it. Oh. Oh, and he reaches in, grabs his phone, and looks at it. Oh, I got a message. Hang on. Sorry, but I don't want to be rude. Hmm. All right. So yeah. Are you both in law enforcement? Is one of you a sheriff? And he kind of leans in and opens up his eyes, looking directly at River. One of Rowan's eyebrows just crawls up to her hairline. (laughs) No, but I used to play one in the movies. You ever been to Rock Ridge? I have not. I don't... (laughs) You know they remade that movie? Why? Uh, I, they made it a kids movie with the dog and samurai and cats. It's crazy. I don't 
I don't believe you. I didn't believe it either, but hey. So, gentlemen, why don't we go ahead and lay a few more cards on the table? Since I feel like I'm being left out of a conversation. Um, well, uh, Mr. Stewart, I presume? That's right, Sheriff. Oh. Friend of mine from the ranch. All right. Yeah, we, uh... We've got different connections, and you see that Weber is, like, looking back and forth as though he's watching Wimbledon. I'm, I'm missing something, right? I'll just indicate the green triangle in River's helmet. He looks at Al. You didn't tell me? They just kind of shrugs back. So Al says, yeah, I think, um, I think that one of the problems is that it, uh, it allows things to move. One thing that's missing in all that paperwork is that they didn't just have massive heart attacks. Their hearts exploded. It didn't just stop. Like, explode out through their chest or just turn into a bunch of fleshy shrapnel in their rib cage? A whole bunch of, like, ventricles exploded open. You know, the aorta disconnected. It was... It, it's an ugly mess. How did they keep that off of the record? He puts his fingers to his cheeks and draws little dimples. Well, aren't you just adorable? Ah, uh, yeah. So, that was what you were making the face about? Yeah. Right. Can we just stick with the aliens? <laughs> I don't think it's not. And Weber, Weber looks up. I think Spider-J's papers are in order. Different kind of alien. And Al does the hand thing. Oh, I have to introduce you to Rooster. You two will get on like a house on fire. Oh shit, our RV's a rental. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, Spider-J's here. I have a feeling that some of the some of uh, reverb is getting floated around. I'm just wondering if anybody's going to get the the lotus extract. I think it's kind of funny because it's like the most expensive card that you could ever purchase. I'm so glad there's another geek in this place. Yeah, I mean, yeah, people pay for their weddings with one or two of them. I know, but I made the reference and no one else got it. Have you seen him? And he points at him. Weber just shrugs like why are you talking about me like this? I mean, in fairness, you haven't met the rest of my team yet, so... All right, so... Wait wait a minute. Are, are we talking... Uh, we are talking about a plant extract here, right? Yeah, plant extract. Not the card. No. Not the Magic the Gathering card, no. I'll be goddamned if the, if they turn that into one of those spooky kind of things. I'm, I'm handing it all in. Can you imagine if somebody used used cards like to talk through people or to, you know, uh Don't say that too loud. Something will hear you. God damn it, you're right. I mean, you know you know the kind of spooky shit we deal with. You you have heard of tarot, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. When did you become a spiritualist, River? Come on, everybody knows about tarot. Yeah, everyone knows about tarot. No one takes... I mean, some people take it seriously. Weber's pipes up. Yeah, tarot tastes fantastic. You put it on everything. Also true. Right, so Black Lotus, the, the plant, not the card, is also very expensive. Have you got a lead on any kind of a distributor or wherever they're getting it from? I've got a couple leads, but none of them lead us here. I mean, obviously, a lot of them are from, from Southeast Asia and then also into uh, parts of, of Central Asia. But, yeah, 
most of it usually goes through, you know, Asian cultural enclaves is where where they can get it. Well, and and I don't suppose we think it's just a coincidence that these people are taking these two particular drugs together. Oh no, it's definitely planned. Probably not everybody who takes them dies. Yeah, I don't think so. Is it a very specific dosage? I don't know. Sorry, I don't know. River, is there anything about that in the chemistry? With that role, sorry, you don't know. Ah, I wish Rory was here. He he knows a lot more about this sort of thing. I wonder if it's too late to call him. We should think about that, though. You know, you're, I think I don't think everybody that's that's taken it has uh, has has perished. I just think it's tied together. Well, I sure hope not everyone who takes it perishes. Uh, it got snuck into the drink of one of my team members. Oh no, Ross, you're standing up on the stage. People are dancing, and you are having a fantastic time. The light show that's bouncing off everyone is entrancing. Someone puts a can in your hand. It looks like it's a a small energy drink can. I would like to think that I have the wherewithal to not take it because it might be drugged. All right, my friend, roll your power. Yeah. (laughs) Let's see how this goes. You have a backup character, right? 61 out of 55. Unless uh, Reagan slaps it out of my hand. That energy drink tastes fantastic. You can feel each of the bubbles, each bit of carbonation on your tongue and the back of your mouth, and the flavors just crawl through your senses. It smells so good. The hair on your arms are standing up and you feel fantastic. Ross is just like in the moment, just like feeling the music. He's just like kind of not realizing that Spider J is like the reason that maybe they're here. Uh, he just like having a good time. He just definitely does not remember that. Hey, maybe we should track this guy. Just like having a good time right now. He claps you on the shoulder as he uh, steps away from the turntable, and Alexia Preston steps up and puts on some headphones and begins her set. Spider J looks back up at you, and you see him clearly. You see about five or six people in the audience down below clearly, as well as the person that you were talking with earlier, Elliot. They're clear. Like they're standing out from the foggy miasma of visuals that you're seeing. Okay. I kind of look at him, look at the audience, and look back at Spider J. He smiles and points at a couple people out there, almost like asking you a question to point someone out. He's asking me to point to like the people that I can see? Yes. Okay, I start, I point at a couple people. You point at one of them and next thing you know, you feel yourself flying toward them. And you're standing in front of this woman that is dancing. She is completely clear in vision to you. You see that her eyes have glazed over, but her pupils have turned black, or her irises have shrunk so much. You see a person standing next to her, about to touch her in in an inappropriate way. It's moving very slowly. I try to slap the hand away. You slap the hand away, and when you do, his hand falls to the ground. 
and he falls to the ground. And then you see him being drugged backward by his ankle through the crowd. And she's still dancing. I immediately look back at the stage. You are standing up on the stage, looking out over the crowd as you kind of zoom back to where you were at. What the fuck just happened? Like the two spider J, if he's still there. He's a little bit of a distance away. I follow him. You head down to him. He looks at you and he smiles and he's got a gold tooth that kind of just sparkles because there's a gem in that one tooth in, in one of his top set of teeth. You see both of his eyes the irises have gone completely black. What, ha- what happened? What did I just do? You provided justice, man. What happened to that guy? Oh, don't worry about it. He's good. She's much better now, though. What does that mean? What do you think it means? I don't know. <laughs> I don't either. I'm glad we're seeing eye to eye on this, though. Yeah. Do the right thing. Um... When this wears off, where can I find you? Don't worry, I'll find you. Okay. Just enjoy it, ride it. It's a good up. The down's a motherfucker, though. Uh Uh-huh. Don't worry, your feet are gonna sweat. It's gonna be the grossest feeling ever. I look around for Reagan. Reagan is standing next to Alexi. Kinda. Did she not follow me? She's not clear. She's part of the mass. Your vision is blurry. It's almost as though that you're looking through water at everybody except for a few people. I think I try to make my way back to Reagan, I think. You stumble your way up because the stairs aren't where you put them last. Hate it when they do that. Yeah, they moved on their own. But hey, you negotiated the stairs, unlike some others. Reagan, you see Ross is stumbling and he's stumbling toward Alexia. Just to, sorry, back up just a little bit. What exactly did she see yeah, happen that's what I know. while Ross had this experience? Nothing out of the ordinary. So he was just next to me until he ran off after Spider. Yep. Okay. But I saw him get the drink. Yes. Okay. That was real. And you were you were given a drink as well. Sure. Um, she's going to hang on to that drink and not consume it. <laughs> And Ross is stumbling toward Alexia. You have a feeling that if he continues further, he might bump into her while she's spinning, while she's DJing. I will say that I'm probably whispering, trying to whisper, Reagan. I don't know how that's coming out, but I'm trying to whisper for Reagan. It's like a stage whisper in a giant auditorium, but it's not really well heard over the the noise, but you do see his, his mouth is moving. Yes. Uh, Reagan's not really listening to him because if she can see him about to collide, she's going to run interference and just try and, and catch him before he stumbles into Alexia. Go and give me a dexterity roll. Let's see if you can get between Ross and Alexia. Uh, okay, so that is a 61 on a 50. Okay. You go over to catch him and he moves when he was moving in a way that you weren't expecting. And he collides with Alexia. And she kind of moves off and looks looks over. You hear one of the, the faders go all the way to the right. And the tempo on a song starts to pick up. Rooster, the music changed. 
It is now exceptionally angry and fast. And people are dancing very athletically, almost moshing. Did I see anything happen up there with my two teammates? Yeah. Yeah, you did. I'm getting up there. And if it's mosh time, I know exactly how I'm getting through this crowd. How's that? I look for the first big type person I can see in front of me and shoulder check him into someone else. It starts a chain reaction and it pushes you through. Give me an athletics roll to get through in a reasonable amount of time. Oh, God damn it. That's an 81 out of 70. Everybody is bouncing around and you are able to make it to the front and to the area by the time the music has changed back. Ross, you hit Alexia and she hit something on the board and she stumbles and she looks back at you. What are you doing? Sorry, just I stumbled. My, my bad. Fucking idiot. God damn. And she pulls herself up and starts to play again. Do your fucking drugs better. We're sorry. We'll get out of your way. Have an amazing night. Reagan starts pulling Ross desperately off the stage. I'm clinging to Reagan. Reagan is dragging Ross down the stairs. Is like thump, thump, thump. You're still standing, but your feet aren't catching up with you as you're as you're walking down. You make it down to the bottom of the soundstage at the gate, and you see your buddy Rooster has reached it as the crowd has changed up and the music has gotten back to the normal sound. Okay, what the fuck? So obviously the activated charcoal didn't work. Reagan slaps a hand over Ross's mouth and holds up the water bottle. We've got some stuff that we should take back to the cabin, okay? This is why you never drink the blue monsters. Okay. And here I was actually being nice. No, I wasn't being nice. Here I was actually having some fun. Let's go. I, I... Yeah, well, you were having fun. We were working. That's a great trade-off. Don't look at this as a negative experience. Yet. I... You know what? I have an appointment for 0600. Let's get this over with now, please. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Holden and Myrtle are on your are up here on your shoulders, one on each side. They're like, hey, do you need anything? Yeah, I, I gotta get this one home. Myrtle looks at Ross. Are you okay? I don't know. Probably. All right. Put your arm under mine. I do it. Come on. We're gonna get you out of here. It's okay. There's a lot of people. Make a hole! And nobody really moves. And Rooster just yells, Hippies, hydrate! You see a bunch of folks reach for their, their flasks and their some of them reach for their camel packs and take a drink and kind of stop dancing for a moment. Just for that brief moment that you're able to brush people aside and work your way back out to the edge of the deep playa. You have about a mile walk back. I think I'm just grabbing the water bottle that Reagan shoved in my face and just, I down it. You suck it down, you crunch the bottle and it's empty. When we get back, I'll tell you what happens. Yeah, I really hope you do. As we're walking, I'm going to pull out my phone. Do I have any bars at all? No. Yep. Okay, well, we'll tell, someone's going to tell glasses at some point. Let's go. 
and he sticks his shoulder under Ross's other arm and just starts trekking. You see a an art piece not far away. It's a chromed man that's standing there embracing his lover. It's reflecting the lights. It's pretty. Ross, you see more eyes. I close my eyes. You close your eyes, you no longer see them. You make it a bit further, a little bit along the way, and a giant hot dog rolls up in front of you with a bunch of lights. The person that's sitting up on top is wearing a cowboy hat and straddling it, and looks like they've got a little uh, driver's wheel. They look down, hey, you wanna hop on my wiener? I can take you back into the city, or you guys wanna walk, It's it's a hike. No, this will, we gotta get this one home. You're gonna walk all the way back in? No, I mean, nah, I'm not hiking. If if you're offering a ride, yeah, please. Yeah, yeah, come on, hop on aboard. Ross, mount the hot dog. Mm. <laughs> Ross, you open your eyes and you realize this is not a hot dog. Is it a dick? It is a dick. It is a giant dick on wheels. Nope, nope, Ross, on the shaft, on the shaft. Over there. All aboard, Russell. Come on. Need help there, buddy? I will attempt to get up with the help of whoever's helping me. Reagan will be helping. Reagan's pushing from behind. Uh-huh. Thank you. Yup. Yup. Everyone is able to uh, mount and ascend onto Russell. Russell, the wandering love muscle. Uh, Rooster, Holden and Myrtle bid you farewell, and so they look forward to seeing you in the morning. He'll thank him for the help and say he's got it from here. It does not go very fast. There's actually a speed limit, but it is better than walking. Well, sometimes you gotta go slow. It's better that way. As you travel about a half of a mile, the wind picks up and starts to blow dust. The person in the cowboy hat puts on their goggles, looks back at everyone, says, goggles up, white out incoming. Because they don't have goggles, just bury my head into whoever's in front of me. Into Rooster's back. Yeah. Yeehaw. Russell goes a little bit slower through the whiteout dust. Where are we where are we going? I'll give him the time coordinates and Of what? Say of the goose monster. The Queen's geese at four and C. <laughs> oh, I know those guys. They're pretty cool. Yeah, it's a pirate tavern now. Uh, probably just for today. The queen will probably come in tomorrow and, and claim it again. She's got a flag, you know? We got a flag, too. Oh, it's a pirate flag. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I'll try to be around tomorrow when you guys open. And he he makes a, a sharp left turn and heads off toward where the bar is located. You're able to get back to the bar around midnight, a little bit after midnight. Rowan and River, back at Camp FBI. Meanwhile, back at the ranch. You look at your phone and you realize that time has it's it's getting close to midnight all right well we are camping over with the queen's geese i'll i'll say to al and actually like pull out my map and be like right we're here okay we're camped over here excellent i think you guys are gonna get sleep and we're not because apparently they're gonna be playing music all night long uh they say they're pretty noisy over at the geese too but we'll see i wish you guys luck thank you and uh, shall we meet up uh, again tomorrow or find a way to uh, reconvene with uh, information? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, let's just go ahead and and say, Rowan will look at her wristwatch again. From what I understand, it gets real hot in the middle of the day. People won't be doing a whole lot. So if we want to reconvene, then in a place with air conditioning. And he points at the temple outside. I hear they've got air conditioning. Yeah, I hear a lot of things. Meet there around noon? You know what? Sure. I hear they do a ritual around then. And I'm curious. All right. Sounds good. Weber nods, and he's collecting and putting away the the notes. I, I appreciate you you guys giving me an, uh, another set of eyes on this, and I'll let you know if I if I find out anything about Spider J. Um, if you guys need any help with anything else, also let me know. Yeah, and we'll let you know what we find out if anything. And Ron will actually dig into one of the pockets of her capris and pull out her little folder of business cards. Pull one out, flip it over, write her cell number on the back. Reception is chancy at best here, but if you need me, texting's probably easiest. Yeah. Sounds like a good idea. All right, we'll do that. Excellent. All right. Good night, gentlemen, and we will see you tomorrow at around noon. Told you we shouldn't have camped here. Yeah, well, I didn't know anything, obviously. And we'll head out into the night. The chem lights on my belt loops lighting the way. I mean, there's a lot of ambient light, but I'm not a dark spot. You make it back a little bit after one. A mutant car, motorcycle, trike thing is heading up the road. And at first, you think it's a giant penis. And at second look, you realize it's a giant penis with a person with a cowboy hat driving it as it's uh, moving away. This is not something you see every day. Huh. Dick Wrangler. Cool. The oddest thing is that I'm not at all surprised. I, I'm amused, but not at all surprised either. wonder... Well, who knows? Let's see if the others are back in the RV. You see that the lights are on, on the, uh, in the RV. Oh, good. I don't much care, really. I just need some sleep. Hmm. Regan, Ross, and Rooster, as soon as you have uh, entered into the RV, one of you closes the door behind you, and then the door opens up nearly immediately afterward with Rowan's smiling face. Oh, good. A responsible adult is back. Are you done riding my ass? Because we just got off a giant dick. Look, Regan throws down her two baggies of drugs in the water bottle. Evidence, maybe? Oh. Yeah, we ran into some more people on Reverb and... And also... And Spider-J. Oh. Well, that's coinkydinks and shit, I guess. Well, I mean, assuming he's on, I'm assuming he's on Reverb, too. You see Ross's pupils are enormous. You, you didn't take anything else, did you? Uh, some I did an energy drink. But no Black Lotus? I don't know. What is that? It's the stuff that kills you. Oh. Great. Um. Only if you take it with reverb. I'm going to look down at the baggies on the table. Do those baggies look like the little baggie that Ophelia gave me? No. Okay. Reagan saved the drink that she was handed, which is the same one I had, right? Yeah, Reagan, Reagan has a, has a yes. can of the energy okay. drink as well. It was it was that. That's what I had that as well. Yeah. I don't know if we I assume we've got a chem kit of some sort around here, but we should test this. 
just point at River. Oh. You were saying something about getting sleep tonight? You can always hope. What I still want to know is how you ended up on stage and what happened up there. Well, give him a chance to explain, Rooster. Ran into that influencer chick, um, Alexia, and she kind of just... Who? Some influencer DJ person that she's the one that handed us uh, Reagan the drugs because she could tell that she wasn't on reverb. Well, they were passing out drugs just on the dance floor. Everybody was getting on them. And she was kind of... Like making sure... Making sure everyone did. Um, hmm. When I didn't take it, she asked why. I made up some reasons why I didn't want to be taking drugs. She decided that we needed to have an alternative experience. Pulled us on stage. And, For the uh, end of spider Jay's set. Yeah. Um, and after his set, I ran into him. Everything was kind of... The charcoal didn't work, obviously. Um, everything was kind of blurry, except for Spider-J and the guy I ran into that was on reverb and a few other people in the crowd, which I'm assuming they were also on reverb. Um, some freaky shit happened. I chased down Spider-J. He said, I asked if I had to contact him. He said, I'll find you. And I tried to find Reagan, crashed into Alexia. We went back. Hang on, back up a few steps. Freaky shit happened. Uh... Spider-J told me to point at some of the people in the crowd that I could see. I did. I pointed at a girl dancing. Then I was next to the girl. There was a guy about to grope her. Kind of swatted his hand away. His hand fell off and he got dragged out of the arena. And then I was back on stage. And then I... That's when I chased down Spider-J and asked what the fuck happened. He said, Justice. I don't know. Can you go back to the part where his hand fell off? That's just what it looked like. He fell down, probably with his hand at the same time. R- Rowan, you you got that, that EMT training, right? Um, mm-hmm. Could you maybe check and see if Ross's heart is okay? Yeah. I'm actually gonna take Ross gently by the elbow and guide him back into like the master bedroom area and sit him down on his bed and get out I imagine I have like a small med kit that I keep with me now with blood pressure cuff, stethoscope, the basics that, that I would have gotten at EMT class. Yeah, we could do that. Go ahead and give me a first aid roll and I will give you a plus 20% because you have the proper tools. Ross, you sit down and you realize there are mirrors all around you. After I realized that, I would probably take a couple seconds before it kind of clicked and then I would look at Rowan directly, not looking at the mirror. Did I see anything in those couple seconds? No, it's just a just a brief moment, but it was still the whole, your anxiety is up. Rowan, what did you get? I got a 53 out of what is now a 59 with that plus 20. Excellent. His blood pressure and his heart rate are up. Mm-hmm. But you you also see that he is he is showing some anxiety. Do you think we could get rid of the mirrors, cover the mirrors? I don't know. Oh, you're seeing things in the mirrors. Um, no, not yet. I just don't want to. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what we can do with that. We might not be able to do that tonight. We might need to have you sleep on one of the pull-down beds. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. We can get it figured out. It's just also one o'clock in the morning and sure. some, some early mornings. There was four pull-down beds, right? Yes. Okay, so I'll just take the other pull-down bed. 
I do want to try like the finger tracking thing because I noticed how enormous his pupils are. Want to do like the the concussion finger tracking thing? Yeah, the tracking is all fucked up. Like his eyes are bouncing. He is mm -hmm. altered. It's interesting that the activated charcoal did nothing. That worries me because that is supposed to, I mean, that's one of the steps that you take to prevent poisoning. Uh, Ross, your stomach feels like it's on fire. Go ahead and give me a constitutional. 87 out of 70. You see his cheeks kind of expand a little bit. Give me a dodge roll. Okay. 75. Oh, out of? Yeah, uh, 75 out of 50. Okay. This is becoming a bad pattern. Mm-hmm. You are covered in his sick. And he's he's leaning over. He's not feeling well. Who has, in the other room, who has the, the energy drink can? I think River has it. I think it. I have it now. Yeah, it was past River. River, are you looking at the ingredients? Um, sure. The standard stuff on the energy can is listed. You know, like taurine and ginseng and ginkgo biloba and sugar, caffeine extract, sosuria oblavata extract. Um, hey, Rooster, can you uh, get me one of your uh, energy drinks for a minute? Yeah. He reaches into a pocket. Which one? Just the normal ones. I, okay, he hands him three different ones. I want to compare the ingredients. They're awfully similar, but the thing that kind of sticks out the most is the Caesarea extract. What the hell is Caesarea? Can I make a roll to see if I recognize that at all? A science roll. All those available can give me a, a science roll. It's not a 0% chance. No. Mm, yeah, I, I don't have that. That's an 84 out of 4. An 86 out of 0. I feel like this is my environmental science, even though that's lower. Uh, 56 out of 40, which would have made my chemistry. You do recognize the name a bit. It is a flower, and generally it is a high-altitude flower. You're not sure of the full context beneath it, though. Uh, I'll pull out my phone and see if I've got a data signal. Give me a luck roll. Oh, good. We're back to that. <laughs> 88. There it is. That number, I swear, with you. With <laughs> us. It's not just him. Okay. You look and your phone shuts off. And you look and you're like, oh, I have one person. Oh, it died. No looking tonight. I was sure I plugged this in while we were driving. Wait, I got an idea. Is there someone you could call to ask? Because I got a sat phone. I think we try that in the morning. All right. Oh, uh, do I need to test this powder tonight? I mean, how long is it going to take? Can you, like, set it up and let it run overnight? How long is it going to take? What are you trying to find out? What it is? Yes. I mean, you do have manuals and stuff with you that you could possibly read, but yeah. Is it something I could set up and then let it run, or...? It's not like it's digital that's going to read, because it gives you different colors that you have to check and different different types of litmus tests and lines. Uh, I think... 
I think I'd rather do that when I'm fresher also. I mean, what, what's the worst that can happen overnight? Ross's heart could explode. Why do you say these things out loud? I don't want to clean that up. And from the back, the sound of vomit. I don't want to clean that up either. It sounds like it's too late for that scenario. But, um, I... He hasn't had that in his system very long. Honestly, I think our best option, everybody, if everybody wants to avoid a major medical emergency this evening, is to make him Ralph more. She's not wrong. No, she's not. <laughs> this is gonna suck, but it's our only option, I'm pretty sure. How are you going to induce more vomiting? Hey, Ralph, get out here. That's worse than intern. Nope, there's a reason for it. I'm aware I'm wearing the reason. <sighs> <laughs> You're not doing it. And just like guide Ross toward the bathroom and the shower and be like, right. You might need to throw up uh, some, some more of that. Your stomach isn't sounding too good, my friend. Yeah, it's not great. All right, come on. Reagan, you want to convince her? He doesn't need to come out here. He's in a location where everything can be contained for the time being. Reagan will go back there, though, and pat Ross on the back and be like, it's just like our first year at uh, the company. That Christmas party. Yeah. Oh, those (laughs) shots. That was curdled. This, the thought of that night of drinking causes you to get rid of more. Rowan, you're able to get yourself cleaned up with a good army of, of wet wipes. Just like fully, fully come out pulling off the tank top with my sports bra underneath and just chuck it in a corner. The tank top, not the sports bra. Um, River then kicks it outside, outside the door. I take it everybody is going to attempt to retire for the evening, yes? Yeah, I'll stay up long enough to make sure that Ross gets into one of the beds that isn't surrounded by a million mirrors and air out the back room so it doesn't smell as much like puke. Uh, yeah, Reagan, Reagan's gonna help with that, and I mean, if Rowan tells her about the mirror things, she'll she'll start finding stuff to at least cover up the mirrors or take down any that can be taken down. Yeah, he's, he's paranoid, and if he's seeing things in the mirrors, I don't blame him at all, so covering them, removing them, I don't want to break them, I don't want to, I don't want to pay that deposit, but... Yeah, let's get these covered as best we can. Sounds good. Welcome to our cell. It's uh, always a ride. Yeah, well, didn't really expect to, you know, run head first into the things that we're evidently looking for. It happens surprisingly more often than you might think. Anyway. All right, let's get Ross settled in for the night and see what the morning brings. Everyone crashes out for the night. Ross, go ahead and roll 1d6 for me. You got it. Trace. You lose three willpower points as you don't get any sleep tonight. Oh, I, no. was already, and, I was already three down from pushing off sanity. Oh. So I'm at five out of 11. Okay. Oh. <laughs> you are exhausted. So sadly, with the exhausted mechanic... That does give you a negative 20 to all skills tests, sat, uh, stat tests, and sanity tests. Until I get some sleep. 
until you get a full night's rest to sleep. And it will get worse if you don't sleep again tomorrow night. But you can possibly take some stimulants that will pop you up and bring you up during the day, which is a possibility. Alarms start to go off at 4.30 in the morning. Ross, you get no sleep. Your mind is racing. You close your eyes and you're getting visuals. You're still somewhat hallucinating. And then around right before sunup, it finally hits and you crash, where you just feel like dog shit. Ross spends most of the night, he's probably just in his briefs on top of the bed, because <laughs> all his other clothes mm-hmm. were dirty, just staring at the ceiling until he crashes. Yeah, it, when you crash, it's not its not a sleep crash, it's just like... It all hits all at once. Yeah, it you're no longer up, you feel flat, Rooster's alarm goes off at an ungodly hour. Put the pillow over my head. Rowan's alarm goes off shortly thereafter like five minutes afterward. Rooster. Yep. Are you going to head over to the airport? Fuck yeah. Okay. I get to jump out of a perfectly good plane. Are you kidding me? Rowan gets up around the same exact time. River is sleeping with his arm around a pillow, snoring gently with a helmet on. Is it buzzing? No, it's not buzzing. (laughs) (laughs) Because that would have kept Rowan from sleeping very likely. Aw, he has both whoobies. And um, Reagan is passed out. Yeah, I'm trying to move quietly as I'm going through the RV, getting my running gear on, still rubbing sleep out of my eyes, but it's dark enough that I can go running without my glasses on. Mm -hmm. I see Rowan as we're both leaving the same time. Oh, still running? That's good. Yeah, picked it back up uh, a little bit after the island working the the muscles back up and now I'm back to my old speed a little faster even nice can yeah. you guys keep it down a little bit <sighs> yeah start walking away from the the RV and be like where are you heading uh I ran into a couple airborne last night and they're gonna let me jump out of a plane you have fun with that fuck yeah I will try not to break anything no, I get it's a tandem. I don't have to do anything except go for the ride. All right, well, and reach up, pat him on the shoulder. Have fun. I'll see you back uh, for breakfast. Yeah, hopefully uh, we can all eat breakfast. We'll see what happens. And with that, she puts her her earbuds in, turns on her music player, and just picks a direction and starts running. You notice that there is a almost like a runner's lane. As you see that there are people up at this hour that are running, dressed in runner's gear, and that are that are running, and they're making a pretty good-sized lap. I'll join them. One of them kind of, like, waves to you, gives you a thumbs up, because they see that you've got the earbuds in, and makes the motion, like, if you want to talk. I'll kind of shrug and pull the, the earbuds out, stick them in their container, back into my pocket. Sorry, I thought I'd be the only one up at this time of morning. Oh, hell no. There's a, there's tons of us. There's even some doing an ultra right now. We're not. I'm not running the ultra, though. I, I'm, I'm not worked up to that level of running, but good to know. Um, You want to do uh, a 5K? Sure, let's go. All right, cool. When we get up here, make a left. There should be another. And they look at their watch. Um, There should be another crew starting up probably by the time we get there. And we'll run as a good size pack. Sounds like a plan. You get around the corner and you see that there's about 20 people standing there jogging. Some people like jogging in place. Some people are stretching. They look over. 
Um, some look at their watch, make the wheels up type motion with their finger, and the group starts running at a decent pace. You were expecting it to be a little bit slower because you're trying to catch up with people or pace people, but it seems as though everybody running together is pushing people to move a little bit faster. Rooster, you head over to the airport. You actually take the bicycle and ride to the airport, and you see that there are a few planes here, and um, you see Myrtle and Holden there, and they're talking to a few other folks. You see the guy that you saw in the Walmart is over there as well. Gravy? Gravy, yeah. Holden looks over and waves at you. I wave back and then act surprised and wave with my hand. You see that that gets a little bit of a chuckle for everybody. Eh, still getting used to this thing. Gravy looks over. Hey, hey, Marine, how you doing? I'm up and apparently I got something new to try. One-handed bicycle riding. That's a fucking talent. You know, it, it took a minute. But what can I say? It's just like riding a bike. Yeah, yeah. Believe it or not, I got no kids. I have no excuse for these jokes. <laughs> oh, so you're going to go up and go jump out of this uh, perfectly fine, fine, tiny little... All right, I take it back. I'm not entirely sure this thing is going to, you know, make it back down. Well, it'll, it'll definitely come down. It's going up for sure. and It's coming down, but we'll see if it comes down in one piece. Well, I guess it's a good thing we won't be in it, right? Yeah. And Myrtle punches you in the shoulder. Damn straight. We're going to jump out at the, at the best time that we possibly can. Hey, I, I've done pretty much everything else, so this is a first for me, which is rare. So what do I do? Gather around. So they next spend the next half an hour, 45 minutes going over protocol for the jump, talking about the gear that you're going to be wearing that gets you set up with a, a basic suit. A girl and a guy are going up and they're not going to be wearing anything during during a tandem. They're tandeming with people that are wearing stuff, though. But they're going to be the tandem on some folks in suits. And uh, Gravy looks over. Uh, you want to you wanna freebird it? Nah, you know. Like I said, first time for everything. That way I still got a first to live to wait for. Yeah, all right. I agree. I'm going to wear my pants too. Can you imagine landing hard on that? <laughs> I take a look at her. No comment. Oh, man. After they go through all of the steps and the protocol, you're sitting in this plane and it, and it takes off. It is making a racket as it's bouncing and it creaks in ways that you're only familiar with with military planes being that rickety. And something about it is comforting and in a way that only experience is kind of starts relaxing him. Myrtle gets you hooked up to her as you guys are as there and you check all of your straps you feel comfortable that she checks your straps. Holden checks your straps. Somebody else does like a, a look over. Gravy is there as well. Gravy's jumping solo. They give you the, the headset and the helmet and the goggles. Everything's good. Climbing and circling and you look down at this piece of infrastructure, this piece of humanity that's been created out here. And it is kind of inspiring. You've seen cities before, you've seen all different kinds of things, but the fact that this is something that is effectively temporary and put up quickly, probably with the hands of some Marines and some high-speed other military folks, but for the most part, it's kind of magical. The sun breaks over the mountains to the east, casting a shadow, and as soon as the shadow gets to 12 o'clock on the clock of Black Rock, you push out of the plane. 
you free fall for a few moments and the sun just illuminates everything. You're one of the first people up and out. Rowan, you look up as you're running and you see that there are some small planes circling overhead and the sun just breaks over the mountains and the city is getting illuminated and it's casting very neat Stonehenge vibes. The light catches behind the temple that's built and everything just starts to glow, glow a beautiful gold and you see multicolored parachutes falling from the sky. And then I wince a little bit and pull out my glasses, putting them on, because it's starting to get just a little bit uncomfortable. A little too bright. And I have that just that moment of almost grief, where it's like, I'd love to be able to see this just with my eyes. And then it passes and just stick the glasses on. Rooster, the earth is coming up quicker than you can imagine, but you, you guys are circling around and you finally land not far from the temple. It's a bit of a rough landing. Uh, Myrtle, make sure that your feet get underneath you. You see that Gravy, when Gravy hits with his prosthetic leg, his leg catches and gets stuck in the ground and he keeps going and he lands pretty hard. And the canopies from the parachutes all come to the ground. Gets up and dusts himself off and looks over at you and gives you a thumbs up and people are cheering. Rooster, as much as he's able, attached to Myrtle is just up and jumping up and down with utter glee. She's smaller than you and on you as a backpack, so she is jumping up and down with you involuntarily. And he's just going, Oh my god! Oh my god! That was amazing! Where do we go again? We've got other folks, but we can might be able to get up uh, in two days. She kind of whispers in your ear. Okay! I'll be there! He keeps screaming. Give me an alertness roll. Ah, shit. 52 out of 66. Everything stops as you see Elena walk out of the temple entry and then turns and walks back into it. I'm Tiana Hansen, and I play Rowan. I'm Seth Jones, and I play River. I'm Ben Sislowski and I play Rooster. I'm Joseph Newman, and I play Ross. I'm Christy Bauer, and I play Reagan. I'm Dan Voshkevich, the Handler. Our story is based upon the role-playing game Delta Green by Arc Dream Publishing. Delta Green is created by Dennis Detweiler, Adam Scott Glancy, and John Scott Tynes. Season 5 is based on two stories. The first is Reverberations by Shane Ivey, and the other is an original story by me, Dan Voshkevich. If you like our story, there are a few ways to support us. First, you can check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash theredactedreports. Patrons of our podcast will receive early access to episodes, Rowan's written reports for each story, as well as other goodies and opportunities exclusive to our patrons. We offer special thanks to our $20 and up patrons, Stephen Schwartz, Director Arayo, Jonathan Powell, Tom Padula, M.S. Aznikar, Heather Ney, Jen Obertaz, Jake Blair, Bomb Clancy, Kit Thompson, Danny, Lady Betterville, Sherrick Manning, Red Dead Coquette, Blardimus, Ginger Fury, Dr. Christian Lehman, Kate, DB, Eli the Kraut, Mickey Maki, Robbie Nowell, Naya Fenris, and J. Matthews85. 
If you can't support us directly, that's okay. Please support us by telling people about us. Leave a review wherever you get your podcast and follow us on all the usual social media sites. Also, check out our website, www.theredactedreportspodcast.com. All of our handouts are archived there. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can reach out to Agent Harker through the contact form there. The Redacted Reports is edited and produced by Tiana Hansen and is distributed by Quest and Chaos. If you like what you hear with us, give Quest and Chaos YouTube and Twitch channels a visit. They play Dungeons & Dragons and Call of Cthulhu on a weekly basis. Additional undercurrent music, Rowan Rising, was composed and orchestrated by Alan Strickland. You could find him at alanstrickland.net. That's Alan, A-L-L-E-N, for his classical compositions. Join us next week. Our own reality bends and shifts, molding the facades we carry daily into grotesque visions we can barely imagine. Echoes of the Monarch will take us beyond this industrial hellscape to a verdant valley filled with creeping horrors, the Grand Ball making ghouls of us all. Ha, 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 ha.